This is the Seven Figure Agency Podcast. Discover the strategies and techniques to grow a highly successful and profitable digital marketing agency with your host, Josh Nelson. All right. Welcome, everybody. I am super excited for today's session. So excited to have you guys on with us live. Again, we're, we're here with Sean Clark from High Level Software. We're going to be talking about high level and the future of your digital marketing agency. Really, the, the ball is constantly moving. Things are constantly changing. And so kudos to you for being on here and kind of trying to remain on the cutting edge with what's happening in digital marketing, in software as a service, um, in things you can do to drive better results and, and better outcomes for your clients. A um, couple of things I've got on the agenda for today. And of course, we do want to make this interactive. So if you can turn your webcams on, that way we can you know, kind of connect with you guys, answer questions that you might have. Um, couple of things I want to make sure we do. We're going to talk a little bit about the highlights from the High Level Summit. It was an amazing event. Um, I was blown away by Sean and his team and everything they, they brought to the table. Uh, Sean and I will talk a little bit about some of those key takeaways. Um, I had the opportunity to share uh, at the summit on the Ultimate Agency Funnel. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that and how you guys can get access to some of the key resources from that particular session. Um, we'll talk about some of the new things that are happening with High Level, right? High level is rolling out new things almost on a daily basis. So kind of what's changing, what's new. Um, we'll talk a little bit about how you might be able to get recordings of the session. What's the plan for 2023 with high level and whether they're going to do the summit again. Um, and then we'll open up for you guys to, to answer, answer questions. So give me a one in the comments if that sounds good, if this sounds like a productive and, and good use of your time. Fantastic. All right, Sean, I'm doing all the talking. I want to give you a chance to say hi to the group and, Anything you want to say? No, no. Really dive you're, into you're a much better speaker than I am, anyways. And I love that you're organized and everything. So you just make me look good. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, hey everybody, thanks for letting me come and uh, say hang out with you today. Um, hopefully, uh, as many of you as possible got to come to the summit. But if not, um, to the answer that to jump ahead, we will have one next year. Absolutely. Um, you know, it was our first event. We didn't know how it was going to go, and quite frankly, I think it went way better than any of us anticipated. So. Um, we had great speakers, great people. I think it was a good size to keep it intimate. So yeah, we're definitely going to do it again. Yeah, fantastic. That that was amazing. I, I loved it. And I, I go to a lot of these conferences. I went to Traffic Conversion for years and years and years. I love being at events. I love the energy of being around other successful people. And um, you guys just brought a world-class event, a world-class experience. The caliber of the attendees was amazing. Like we're talking about some of the, the, the best and the brightest coaches, influencers, you know, minds in the industry, as well as the attendees, like almost everybody there was a player, somebody that does this full time and, and is really making things happen. Um, I don't know if you guys can see this. This is an image of the summit. Um, I guess I feel like there were, had to have been at least 500 agency owners there. Sean, how many people were actually in attendance? 600. <clears throat> so 600. We yeah, yeah. And that doesn't include speakers and um, team and guests and on team and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just people, those are tickets sold, attendees in seat. Um, we were counting at the door. So yeah, 600, which I so think is perfect. So good. Yeah, it and it was, it was, it was good, an amazing experience. For those of you that were there live, just put one in the comments. If you were there live and you enjoyed the, the summit and you got like good value from the time, good value from the sessions. I see Chris Rodriguez is on here. I know Nick Clapp was there. Amazing. Sean, I'd love to hear like what were what were some of your high points from the from the summit? Like some of the things that you really loved that you felt like really stood out to you. Yeah. So I mean, I the number of people who weren't who, who weren't identified ahead of time as uh, you know, like an influencer or a speaker who came, who I didn't even know most of them came up to me and said, Hey, you know, um, I really wanted to say, um, thanks a lot. Um, I, you know, I, I was doing, you know, 10 clients last year and now that I've moved over and I'm moving on to SAS, I've, I've got a $10 million business, a $5 million business, a million dollar business up and running. And, you know, I never thought I could do this. And, you know, while I was always, I was super thankful for the for the appreciation and all what I loved was just the fact that we could be part of those, those journeys. So just seeing all the people that were helping and seeing all the people that are helping themselves, quite frankly, um, you know, do something different, really scale their agencies. Um, and honestly, in a way that 
um, you know, it was remarkably different. And the stories are so different. Like I had people talk to me about how they're raising money. I had uh, people talk to me about how they're selling their businesses, people who are who have hit new revenue targets, all, all of that stuff. So just being able to be a part of that story, I would say is the biggest highlight for me, um, you know, before we even get into great speakers and amazing, amazing presenters and things, just the number of people kind of quote unquote in the crowd who are doing amazing things have yet to be recognized. That was the standout for me. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. The, the, the quality of the attendees, the, 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 the attendees that aren't like thinking about it, but they're actually using the software, they're making money, they're getting better results for their clients as a function of it. was yep. awesome. And then the speakers, Absolutely. holy cow, you guys had Frank Kern, you had uh, Billy Jean, you had Matt DeSanto, you had really, really sharp speakers. The energy was high. The content was great. Um, kudos to you and the entire team. You know, it was, it was a great, great event. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, we had a lot of fun doing it. That's where we're going to do it again. <laughs> okay, so you said for sure there will be a 2020. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Put, a, put uh, and, 2023 and I, in comments, guys, if you're committed to find the time to get down to wherever they're going to do this thing and participate, because it is a, it's a great event. It's really the agency event to be at. All right. Well, you know, we learned a lot from you, Josh. So we'll probably just do it in Dallas, right? You just use the home court advantage every time. You know, you keep it yours simple. And, yeah, and, man. Don't like don't reinvent it every time. Yeah. You've got a great venue. You've got well, a great and, setup. And we've got one advantage you don't, which is we're in the middle of the country. Um, you know, we don't have your beaches though, so you know, I think it it offsets. But you know, at the end of the day, um, it was a good it was a good location. The thing I'm going to push hard for though is keeping the size. I thought the size was really good. Um, so as much as I'd like to, you know get a bigger venue and go bigger and all this other stuff. I really don't want to lose the intimacy of the event. And I thought it was a really good uh, mix. So I think we're going to probably sell, you know, maybe a hundred more tickets, maybe, but I think I'm going to try to do exactly what we did this year, get a list speakers again, and just make it a, you know, the same type of event where it's like, even if you don't like high level, <laughs> even if you don't want anything to do with us, you're still willing to show up just to hear, you know, some of these speakers who are phenomenal and have been around for a long time and have a lot to teach. Yeah, I love that. So kind of keep it tight. Don't make it this massive, you know, you know, out of control thing. Keep high quality, maybe uh, confine the number of attendees. Exactly. Exactly. Because I feel like that's always the push, right? And I've been to a lot of software events and they, be they become these just sort of monstrosity events where you're either living in Boothville, you know, where it's like 100,000 vendor booths and that's never fun. You got mega stages and all this other stuff. I'd rather just, you know, even if we had to charge more because somebody, you know, we wanted some super rock star speaker or we wanted to hire some crazy band or something. I don't know <laughs> what ideas my team will come up with next. I'd rather do that um, and keep it the same size than, than really get make some huge event where people say, well, you know, it was a really great spectacle, but I didn't learn anything or I couldn't connect with the speakers that were there or that I've always wanted to meet or whatever. Versus if you look at the pictures from the event, like if you really want to meet with meet Billy Jean, well, great. He came to the after party <laughs> that same night and you could have talked to the guy, taken a picture with the guy, like really met met him, you know, and, and how many people came, you know, and met met you, right? Who may, may or may not have seen you in person, may have yeah. always wanted to hear you speak. Um, I think you're a phenomenal coach and presenter. And so I just love that, you know, we, we they, people have the opportunity to come in and maybe experience you without you know, if they haven't gone through your coaching program yet. So I like that size. Love it. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you guys in the comments. For those of you that were there, like, what was your favorite thing about the event? Like, what did you like best? You can put that into the comments. Um, Sean, one of my favorite things was when you kind of rolled out all the new things that are coming out this quarter for right. high level and you did it like- That's my favorite okay, too, number but number I two, mean, number you three, know. Number four, number seven, yeah, 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 yeah number exactly. One. Sold, moving on. Yeah, exactly. If you if you <laughs> had the list, maybe like, um, you know, like the top three to five, rollouts that are coming okay yeah that's what i keep getting asked this question it's like it's like trying to pick your favorite kid or something right <laughs> um but you know i think i really do think you know the company object in the crm is cool because it moves us more uh down the b2b route um i really love the affiliate management stuff because not only do i think that's very appropriate for marketers i also think smart marketing agencies will realize the potential for that to become a referral management product for mm -hmm. local brick and mortar businesses um, I think that, and, and I think as a, as an expansion strategy, being able to get your existing customers, customers to speak about you to their friends and their family and incentivize them to do so is a really untapped market. And I think something that we're going to see a lot of in the affiliate marketing software that we rolled out will enable just that. Um, I would say the LC phone system, the LC email system to me, they always seem kind of boring, but I think they're exceptionally powerful in that 
no more managing Twilio, no more managing Mailgun, all of that sort of just goes away. Um, and as we see it on the back end, there's a lot more complexity now. So all the regulations around texting and calling, um, dealing with deliverability issues on the email side, like we're able to really handle all of that now in ways that we weren't before. And so I think those are some of the bigger um, announcements. I'm trying to think, I'm, I'm trying to scroll as scroll as I so think. You, I mean, so just, just to be clear for everybody, right? It used to be, you only had the contact that you could really work from and the contact had their name and their email address. Now with this company append, can you talk about what that means for the user of the, of the CRM now that we've got that company value? Uh, yeah, that would be, yeah, that'd be great. I would love to know kind of what people's thoughts are. <laughs> um, but you know, like for this crowd, you know, the thing that I, I, I would point out, cause I know your group, um, those are some of my favorite people because they focus on my, my, my next favorite people, which is the local brick and mortar businesses. You know, the Google LSA stuff that we rolled out, I think is huge. Yeah. Um, it's funny, I, from some of the grizzled folks, I get like, well, why should I, you know, how does that create any value and rah, 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 they can set it up themselves and all this. Well, so with with uh, the LSA stuff, A, anytime you set up anything, whether you, you know, there's lots of things you can do for yourself that people do for you and it doesn't mean they're not valuable, but on the LSA booking, they cannot do it without you. So this is the ability right in home services, real estate and legal, and um, hopefully soon to be medical and restaurants to be able to actually book an appointment through Google, through the LSA product. And all of that is powered by the high-level calendar. Um, and you know, we're, anybody in this group who, well, almost all of you in this group being very experienced marketers, you know that there are a couple of platforms out there whose names we shall not mention who have this capacity to, to do this. And now you have the capacity to do this. And so it'll say in, in a partnership or something with Lead Connector. So it doesn't have the high level logo on it. Um, and now you can actually put these booking ads out on Google. I think that right there is a huge win for anybody who serves any of those niches. Um, and I think, again, you know, th this that type of release for this crowd should be a massive win and something that everybody runs out and sets up. 100%. Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I think that um, the ability to take that to the next level in terms of how you manage LSA, that's a big part of what we do for our client base to get them results. And so the more we can integrate that into the platform, uh, the better. I, I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about the company field. I'm actually also very excited about the... Um, the uh, the phone system piece, which being able to like walk us through what that means, like kind of that that upgrade to the phone, Twilio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so this is kind of on our so we're so directionally we're headed for a full phone system, right? So we also launched inbound calling on mobile uh, at the event. We'll have inbound calling on on desktop um, this quarter. Uh, but as part of all of that, we we took over all the management essentially, or have the option to take over all the management of the phone system on the back end. And you know, anybody who's been here for a minute, they've seen, you know, it used to be you could get a phone number, text anyone you wanted, and at the very worst, you might have to drop that phone number and roll over. But then, you know, it, it, you know, I always joke, this is the one thing that both sides of the political spectrum get get on board with, which is no more robocalls. <laughs> and so the carriers try to get ahead of this by creating ATP 10 DLC, which is sort of like this registration thing where they basically can track your business at either the social security number level or the EIN level. So you can't basically go in, buy a number, spam people out, flip the number and keep on trucking. All the spam reports track back to your business. So all that sort of is, is a lot of complexity. Plus the carriers now want to make money off the deal. So they're charging for it. And every five minutes, I swear, they're changing the rules. And so what we're basically doing as part of this is we're taking over all of that hassle factor and just sort of obscuring it on the back end. Because we got some volume initially out of the gate, with our beta testers, we were able to get a 10% discount off rack rate. So we were able to pass that on to everybody. So now we're 10% cheaper than Twilio. So on and on and on this goes. We also put in a ton of protection. So like we found some of our heavy SaaS users, they'd have someone come in with a stolen credit card. They would grab a list of 30,000 people off the internet and they'd try to blast out with a bunch of spam messages. With this new system, we're able to actually track that. So we have ramp periods, so they can only send out like 100 new messages or something on the first day. If they get a bunch of spam reports, we'll shut their accounts off really quickly. Instantaneous billing, because we found that there was a billing lag. So Twilio, like when you send out a text, it takes a long time for Twilio, like up to 24 hours to, to webhook back and say, that's how much the text actually cost at the end of the day. So we basically built in an internal billing product that would shortcut that process. And then later on, do the back math on. So basically it has, a, it has an estimate of what we think it costs. And then later on, when Twilio tells us what it really costs, we'll do the difference. 
but it allows for instantaneous billing. So we suck the wallet balance down. So again, if somebody has a real credit card that will really recharge, we'll still catch them on the run and we'll start billing them very quickly. And so you'll either get funds off. Oop, I think you got muted. I got there muted. You go. there, so the host back. muted me. I was like, oh man, must be saying something terrible if you get the host <laughs> to mute you. Um, anyway, so all that to say, all that's built into the LC phone system. And so that's why it's such a useful thing. And as an agency owner, quite frankly, if, if you don't have some crazy use case here, why the heck do you want to manage your own Twilio account anyways? That's kind of the bottom line. It just goes away into the ether. You save money doing it and hopefully free up a lot more time on the management side. Yeah, I love that. I think, you know, you guys are trying to solve the biggest problems or issues that, you know, agencies are having with the system, which is setting up the emails so that the emails can actually get out, setting up, you know, Mailgun and figuring that whole thing out, setting up Twilio yep. and making sure it's synced so that they can make the calls and send the text messages. Um, you guys being able to take that off the off the plate is going to be huge for, you know, the ability to quickly roll this out and get results. I'm, I'm really excited about that. Uh, Sean Tabiro is asking, is inbound calling on mobile live now? It, yeah, it's live on Android right now. Um, iOS is up next here, and okay. I think it's the next week or so. And then, uh, and then I'm actually more excited about desktop. This is, you know, it's it's this is the interesting and fun part about having different teams. So in this case, the mobile team had an extra bandwidth, and they heard about this, and so they're like, we want to make we want to be first out. So they want to beat everybody to the punch. So they raced it out, and they raced so fast, of course, that they put Android out. They got Android working. They're like, okay, great, let's just get it out, so we can say it's live for a level update. So they did a great job. This is exactly how we like to roll. So they did. Fantastic job, got it out. And now they're like, okay, now let's go back and do iOS. And then the desktop team in this case is like catching up because they had a bunch of other things that they had to get out um, that sort of was ahead of that. So we get these weird, uh, uh, these sort of weird timing issues, but it doesn't matter. It all comes out in the quarter. It, I, it's exactly what they should be doing. And I'm pretty happy about it. Um, the other two things I, I wanted to mention is we have WordPress hosting now live, which I'm really um, excited about. That took a long time just with plugin management and user management. So I think that's really exciting. Um, and then also, uh, you know, just some of the stuff that's still coming out, but like the uh, the templates library that we got out, I think is really exceptional. The email A-B testing that's coming out is really exceptional. Oh, and then uh, on the CRM side, the we're doing two-way email sync with Outlook and Gmail by the end of this quarter. So that's, that's I think, going to be a huge feature as well for the B2B folks, especially. Um, amazing. I'm just trying to see if, if you have a question, because we're getting comments, like put put a big cue in, in the comments here with the question if you have it. Um, you know what? I think uh, uh, the suggestion I would have for Zoom is I guess you can't do the Q&A without being in webinar mode. But then if you're in webinar mode, you can't like hang out like this, right? So right. they should add Q&A. They need to find a Q&A, some balance in between, right? So that you don't yeah. have this massive, uh, massive well, chat yeah, You want to hear people's comments, but you also want people to be able to lodge questions. Yeah. Um, so that way you don't have to like lose them and, and scroll them down. So Zoom, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, I think, uh, uh, you know, and I think a lot of those features are really useful. And even like basics, like on the calendar side, um, recurring appointments is coming out this quarter, um, nice. group, like uh, group booking. So like if if you like have a sales team and so booking, a, a, let's say a sales call means booking like three people, we'll have that sort of co-mingled booking. Um, we'll also have the ability to add guests to booking as well. So, I mean, all of those sort of things will help round out the calendar pretty pretty well for a lot of different use cases. So a lot of this stuff, while it's sort of, they're two pointers, they're really strong two pointers at this at this moment because it really starts to back up a lot of that core functionality. I know there was an update, something about being able to push directly to TikTok or some integration with TikTok. Oh yeah, TikTok integration. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I, so I, I, I well, <laughs> I'm old, I guess. So when I hear about TikTok, I always think, oh yeah, you mean that thing that teenagers are all doing and you know, just the kids do, but you know, like, like all, like all old people, you know, you find out you're, you're, you're wrong, right? It, it's everybody. And so even at the event, I, I, I walked in on Joel Kaplan's um, talk and he was talking about TikTok and it was so interesting because he said, you know, I have an HVAC company who's using TikTok to generate HVAC appointments, which blew my mind, right? Like that is the most, I mean, no offense to HVAC, but that's a pretty boring use case for a, for a platform that's like video, you know, video views. But what it proves, right, is that um, it's a big thing. And on our side, we're seeing huge traffic. So anyways, this is literally the lead ad integration for that. So Facebook has lead ads. TikTok has essentially the same thing. So we have that integration live out today. You obviously can automate with the workflows and all of that. Um, and then the social posting team, of course, is going to 
um, have TikTok rolled out as a channel here this quarter as well. So you could post for social media posting. But I, I think it's good to mention uh, just because this crowd, uh, I mean, maybe some of you are like me out there. You don't worry, you don't have to raise your hands and admit it. But, you know, thinking, well, can TikTok really be useful to a, you know, brick and mortar business? But the answer is yes, apparently it can. So something to definitely explore. Yeah, if we're talking about the future of marketing right now, um, you know, the agencies that are running TikTok ads in like local based businesses are getting really high volume of leads at a low cost. So this is a future based thing that you can sync right into high level, trigger your follow up sequences on behalf of the client, have that built into your snapshot and really be ahead of the game, which I think is, is really exciting. The other thing I thought was pretty interesting so that you, cool. you've got the social posting feature um, now oh, with yeah. the ability to CSV upload all of your posts and not have to do them one at a time. Talk a little bit about that because yep. I think for this group, that's really, really beneficial. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So, I mean, this has always kind of been my beef. With, I always say this, like, I love marketers for this and I hate them at the same time, which is that you, it's, they tend to go all out and think custom is the way to go. And if everything's not custom, then it's not valuable. But, you know, the, the reality is, is that it's not accurate. Right. So what we're looking for most of the time is I would I would hope is an ROI positive result. And so the way I sort of think about this is if you could take the same social posts for plumber A and give them to plumber B, C, D, E, custom values. So some of the text is different and all of that. If you could scale it across all your clients and they're all getting great results out of it, why in the world would you not want to do that? Because it should allow you to create good outcomes for that business and you should be able to lower your price, right? Because you're paying one time essentially to create those social posts and the CSV upload makes that possible. So it's the idea that you have all of these social posts pre-canned and then you just upload them to each of your, your accounts and boom, there you go. 100 posts for you, 100 posts for you, 100 posts for you. And now they've got this huge social posting calendar and you can pre-schedule them. You can do all this cool stuff. And so they've got their social posts for the year, let's say, and now you can sell it to them for, you know, whatever, one fixed price, or you can do it monthly for a monthly price. And it's even in, um, I haven't announced this yet, but it's in the snapshots as well. So if you want to go the other way, put them in a snapshot and update them via the snapshot, you can also do that same thing. So lots of different ways to do this, but the gist is here's how you create another monthly recurring service. Again, in my opinion, at hopefully a, you know, a utility uh, price point rate, that almost every customer can say yes to. And on your side, the production costs and the maintenance and the scalability are very, very, very good. Yeah, um, Sebastian, yes, High Level does social posting. It's in the rolled out, I guess, about a quarter and a half ago. Yeah, I was um, gonna say. Now it's like, it's also you can really, been out you can for really a while. do it at scale, right? You can yeah, do it yeah. at scale. Now, now you can, yeah, yeah, now you can really go gangbusters. And you know, again, I think that's a fair, comment because you know I'm not surprised that people don't know all the things that we do because we do so much and we only plan to do more but you know again our mission is it hasn't really changed anything is an agency that you do you know our goal is to provide you a version of that um, that we hope is going to be the version you would choose um and so um you know from WordPress to social posting to um, blogging oh yeah we do blogging in case anybody didn't know that um and everything in between you know that's kind of our mission and so but on the social posting, I just think it's such a slam dunk. Oh, same thing on the email marketing side. I mean, it's very similar, right? These are things where if you say to any small business, look, are you are you posting three times a week on social media? And are you sending out a monthly newsletter or a weekly newsletter or whatever is appropriate? The answer is always going to be no. And if you can give them like a three to $500 a month sort of solution for that, very, very few businesses can't say yes to that. And so we're hoping to really help you do that at scale. So good. And yeah, one of the reasons we're calling this the future of digital marketing agencies is you know, in the past, at, you know, as an agency owner for quite some time to do these things, we needed to have Infusionsoft to do some marketing automation. We needed click funnels to set up the landing pages. We needed MailChimp or Constant Contact to set out the emails. We needed Calendly in order to set up the calendar invites and reminders. We needed like 17 different softwares to do what we wanted to do for ourselves as agencies. And then those same softwares to do it for clients, you know, with high level now, they've got all of these running in one application and you have the ability at basically no incremental cost to roll it out for your clients right? and be able to say, hey, you need to have a calendar. You need to have appointment reminders. You need to have this funnel with all of this integrated. Uh, that's why this is the future for agencies. For those of you using it, you already know it. You're just getting more excited about the new things that are coming out. For those of you that aren't yet, you really need to check this out because there's no other application available. And there's no other group that's as committed to the agency space as Sean and Robin and the high level team, like they're just committed to making this best in class, figuring out where the bottlenecks are and solving them on behalf of their users, which is, which is amazing. Now, how many people here um, are, are either using affiliate marketing or, or have thought about it? Cause I'm just curious, 
So like that's a referral program for your clients or for yourselves or for yourself. So actually I'll start with just the agencies themselves because something that I hear a lot, right? I'm in a niche, I'm in a niche, I'm in a niche, right? I'm in a plumber niche, I'm in a lawyer niche, I'm in a whatever niche, you know? Um, and a lot of times people will say, well, how do I grow my agency? Not that they should ever ask me that question, but they do. Um, and so I just sort of say, well, you know, have you ever found a Facebook group where there's a lot of lawyers there or a lot of doctors there or something? And they say, yeah, yeah, I know, but what could I do and all this? So this is kind of my spiel on this is, you know, go into those groups and, and make a deal with the owner of the group. Say, listen, let me come in and sell my my high level, essentially my branded version with all my snapshots and everything else and cut them in on the deal. And this is how you would use that affiliate software. I mean, these are the types of things that I think somebody like Josh knows way better and will teach you guys over time. But I'm just curious. It sounds like a lot of you are doing it um, and a lot of you are thinking about it. And that's just something I would say, you know, always the way I always sort of think about this is like, how can you magnify your effect out in the world and finding a bunch of X, right? Um, uh, sitting around already in a group, I think is a huge way to do it. And most of these group owners, I will say personally, having talked to some of them, they, they, they struggle because they've got this really great group that they probably put together as a passion project. But boy, that's a lot of work under behind the scenes. You know, you know, they're not going to, they don't talk about it a lot, but just approving people and kicking people out and dealing with this and putting in content and all of that. They have all this responsibility on their shoulders, but there's not a really good, easy way to monetize it. And if you're selling something that they need and you can cut them in on the deal automatically on a recurring basis, I think there's huge, huge value there for them and huge value there for you. And it's just kind of a win-win. Um, so just a, just something. Yeah, I think in the agency there. space, Sean, it's more like in, in the B2B e-commerce space, it's called affiliates. In, in this world, it's really more joint ventures, joint venture relationships. Yeah, there you go. And that so, sound, that like, sounds cooler the, anyways. I like it. Think joint of the ventures. affiliate plug-in that you now have access to in high level as your joint venture automation, like where you can track yeah. that, that joint venture revenue and be able to show them, hey, look, you brought me seven clients. This is how you're going to get paid, whether it's a one-time or an ongoing. Um, and this can track all of that for you. Um, I think that the, the big play is, is joint ventures. The other big play is just having a, a way to track and, and reward your, your clients, right? Because if you can get your clients to refer you to two or three people, um, and have a system to easily manage and track that, um, that's a game changer. And really that's that's what this this piece is all about in my mind, Sean, as I understand it. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't disagree either. Um, you know, and the fun part also is like, I don't know if any of you saw the new reporting. Let me see if I can, I'll just give you a quick uh, over, but this is the brand new reporting that we rolled out at the sub-account level. And it's really cool because you can come up here and you can sort by all, the, the, this is really a SaaS play, right? So the goal here is, hey, I want to know how are my active users trending, right? Are we adding more active users? Um, what columns am I showing? All this other stuff. And then the other cool part about this is you can actually then click in on reports and you can look at all these trend lines and stuff. And the idea here is, as you're really trying to figure out, am I getting utilization for my clients? You could come in here and see if they're doing stuff. And if they're not doing stuff, you can reach out to them and say, hey, you got to get on this. Now, we're going to drive this into workflows in the coming months so that you can automate some of this stuff. But um, this, this sort of reporting will continue to become um, more and more at the forefront. We also have an email version of this going out this quarter where you can automate uh, an email out to your clients, kind of showing them uh, you know, their success. Because one of the things I think oftentimes is um, it's not about, in fact, jo Josh is the king of this. He he's somebody who understands this so, so well. He has this amazing video or video email he sends out to his clients that show all the leads and all the clients and the ROI and all of this stuff. And it's this really cool way to communicate value. And so we're going to try to do something very similar. Um, you know, like as I always do, I steal my best ideas from people. So this one I'm stealing from Josh, um, but really trying to show people um, you know, what are you doing for them and automating that? But in the short term, uh, anybody who's on the on the SaaSpreneur uh, plan or the SaaS plan has all access to this reporting right now. You might have to turn it on in labs. So if you don't know where that is, it's like settings and then labs somewhere. Oh, maybe, maybe you don't, Never mind. Uh, <laughs> but whatever, um, you might have to turn on beta features. Oh yeah, here it is. I think like down here, beta features. Um, but uh, But that's available to everybody right now. So good. Love it. Love it. Love the new reporting. Really excited about it. If you can replicate the reporting we use in high level, that would be amazing for me and every one of these <clears> users. Because just to easily show the client, here's how much you spent. Here's how many leads you generated. Here's your average cost per lead. And here's what we're showing as your return on investment. Um, you really become bulletproof for your client, right? They can see exactly what the return on investment is. And assuming there's a good experience and a good relationship, they'll have no reason to churn. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um, and we're going to have AB, um, AB testing for emails come out this quarter. 
And then you're going to start with stuff like open and click, and you're going to be able to test uh, different uh, subjects and different body content. But the, the, the groundwork I'm laying here is, is the ROI concept. So, you know, you send out an email and then you create an attribution window, and then you look for any revenue that you could attribute during that attribution window off of some of an action on that email. So if I open the email or I click the email, and then from, you know, let's call it a week, you could set it, let's just say within the next week, does Sean do anything? Does he buy anything on a funnel? Does an opportunity of his that has money get converted to one? Like, is there any way for us to actually see that or like see that value and then be able to then take that revenue and attribute it back to the email and sort of say, you know, it, you know, show people actual revenue from e email sent. So that's, that's something fun we're working on. Um, that'll be out in the next two quarters that I think people will love. So good. Sebastian's asking, will sub accounts be able to connect with their square accounts? Marketers use Stripe, but a lot of people. Oh, good question. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, payments, that's a great one. So we're adding authorize.net first, I believe um, uh, this quarter. Because what we, what we kind of know, right, is that all of you run into businesses every single day, whether you prefer a payment gateway or whatever that's different, or whether you just run into a business that says, look, you know, I'm just firmly committed to my Wells Fargo payments or whatever, you know, we want to give you the yes for that. So we're going to do that. Um, and we'll authorize can basically that. sync with any merchant, right? It kind of becomes the Almost connector. any merchant, yeah. So, I mean, Authorize has been around since the, the, the beginning of time, I believe. Um, and the reason they are still here is because, you know, uh, anybody who says, you know, I've got... Maverick payments or blue payments or inside out payments or triangle payments or whatever payments, they almost always have an authorized.net integration. And so it should give us maximal coverage. Um, you know, integrating with a payment gateway is a pain in the neck because you have to maintain it. It changes. You have to hook it up to funnels and calendars and invoices and all this other stuff. So we're looking for something that gives us a lot of um, uh, a, a kind of a lot of, of, of variety. And so we'll start with authorized.net and then we'll kind of go from there. Um, we'll also enable Apple Pay, Google Pay, ACH payments at Klarna and something else on Stripe because those are all just sitting there ready to turn on. So all that will go live. Um, and then from there, we'll, we'll kind of, we'll sit back, we'll look at the adoption, then we'll decide. The other two that I, I would sort of, I could see a good argument for is QuickBooks and um, Square. Um, I'd be curious though, I feel like Square is like the, uh, the, like the vegetable, you know, it's like the farmer's market payment method. Um, are they, are they making their way upstream or something? Is this, Exactly. Well, I mean, a lot of a lot like of local, you know, your market. local chiropractic offices, your local local businesses use Square because it's so easy. Interesting. Okay. Well, then there you go. Well, that that's good because I was like, you know, as fun as it would be go to go after the farmers markets, there's a very low margin there, so I'm right. surprised. But it sounds like if this if this uh, if this crowd knows it, then we'll probably do it. It's definitely one of our highest voted, just so you know. So I think it'll probably be like Authorize.net and Square at this point. And then maybe QuickBooks after that. But at some point we're going to stop because it, it's like- yeah, You can't you can't build them all, right? Well, and it's just like, it's corn. It's like Bob's corn and Jim's corn. And it's like, it's just corn. It's payments, right? At some point. So, but we, we but, you know, the, I think the friction point there is I have an existing payments vendor. Can you deal with it? And we just want right. to be able to say yes and help enable all of you to just make that go away. Oh, and the good news is we're not charging anymore for it. So you, we're not going to like try to sneak a 1% fee in and on you or anything. Um, in the back end. So you guys will be able to uh, to just add those just like Stripe for, for free. Love it. Love it. I do want to make sure we have time to open up for some questions. Um, yeah, heck yeah. One, thing I, one thing I wanted to know, Sean, was recordings. I think I saw something about the ability to purchase the recordings for those that weren't there. Yes. I think you can do that at level up. To, oh yeah. In fact, look at that. My team is on it. Uh, if you just go to levelup.gohighlevel.com, the button has changed to Purchase recordings. <laughs> Purchase. So if you wanted to get those recordings, there's some great sessions. Peng June, uh, Billy Jean, um, you know, Matt DeSanto, oh, my session. Peng June, I, I, probably because I'm, I'm I'm an immature person at heart, but I thought he was one of the funniest guys. And because he's when you talk to him and meet him, he's just so sort of like deadpan and, and middle ground. It just seems so kind of like, yep, he's just kind of there. And then when he gets on, on stage and he starts talking and then you see that music video he does about his Facebook ads, I just thought it was hilarious. The, yeah, the music video was was fantastic. It was super funny. Yeah, he, he was great. He was great. Frank Kern was awesome as always, you know, just silly, irreverent, but still very practical and useful information. So definitely grab, grab the recordings. Absolutely. Um, I did have a session uh, on the ultimate agency funnel, which I had a lot of fun unpacking. Again, this is the funnel that generated $32 million in, in book revenue for us Holy across the last cow. 10 years. Um, so it's a very proven funnel.
funnel. And it's been rolled out in a, in a lot of different ways. Um, this was the visual that I walked everybody through. Um, while I can't give you guys the recording of the session, you got to get that from them. Um, you can get the, um, the workbook and checklist that I put together. So if you want to grab that, uh, you can go to sevenfigureagency.com slash funnel. I've got a great checklist there. It walks you through the, the process and the thought process on how to build that funnel so you can get clients coming to you pre-positioned to buy in your agency day in and day out. Um, so there's my my little plug for today's session. Uh, so um, anything specific you want to share with the group or do we want to open up for some questions? Um, yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. So we're, we have a lot of features piling on. So um, but I, I love learning from this group. I think I think this is one of the most exceptional uh, group of agencies out there. And so I would love to hear any questions you have, comments you have, suggestions you have. Like, you know, I'm I'm all ears. I, I love to learn. So um, feel free. All right. So we got like 80 or so of you guys on with us live. Uh, if you've got a question, just unmute yourself. And you've got Sean's undivided attention here for a couple minutes. Questions, thoughts. Um, let's let's do this. Anybody, or just put a cue in the comments if you've got a specific question. Otherwise, we can we can talk about something different. Hey, Sean, it'd be great yeah. if you could do like uh, payments between to multiple service providers. So, like, if we could take a um, let me turn on my video, but if we could take a like a payment token and then split it on the same funnel between Authorize.net and Stripe, so that. Um, we can kind of load balance on our own doing instead of um, just relying on Stripe and oh, yeah. maybe get canceled. So See we, what I'm saying? Okay, so we are designing the ability. So when we add Authorize.net, we're going to make it so that you can add multiple payments providers per sub account. And then our somebody was asking about the, one of my product managers was asking about this NASA. So um, we were trying to figure out like, do we do we let them assign it to the to the, to the product? Or do we let them assign it to the funnel? Like, where's the split normally go for the payments vendor? So yeah, that'd be. So it sounds like pr almost product would be it, right? Or do you just want some kind of randomization? Or <laughs> well, just the ability that we could split and say, hey, I want to split between Stripe and Authorize.net, or I want to split between like 50/50 or 33 Stripe, 33 Authorize.net, yeah, right. 33 NMI, so that we're load balancing on our own, so that we don't get too crazy of numbers on Stripe and they go, oh, we're going to shut you down. And then we have no ability to, to take payments. Okay. So your, your, your call would be, I just, I just need a percentage split, um, not necessarily a product split. Or a product split. Either, either one. I mean, basically they're coming through a funnel to purchase or a website to purchase. And so you could split the product, I suppose that would work and go between the two different uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we don't have an opinion either way. We're, we want to get it right for you. So if anybody else has a comment on that, feel free to drop in the chat and I'll and I'll run that feedback back to the product manager. Yeah, but that was, we definitely understood the whole point of adding payments. It wasn't just to deal with people who had um, other payments vendors. I appreciate you calling this out. We definitely see saw around the corner on this, be able to have multiple um, stuff uh, or multiple vendors in the same sub account, because I know that some, pro well, I, I guess it's sort of a risk a risk mitigation process of sorts. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, awesome. uh, yeah, that's that was a great question. A Andrew Hill, if you want to unmute, is asking how the WordPress hosting works. Yeah, hey, Joss, I've not used the um, WordPress hosting before. Sorry, I've got the video because I'm in the UK, the time's different, no loads of people running around. Um, but yeah, I was just curious as to kind of where that starts and ends and how it works. Sorry, I've not dug into yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, okay. So first thing I'd always, th these days I would tell you the system is so big, um, go to help.gohighlevel and, and read the docs. But what I will tell you is what our intention is and what we designed for. So um, the goal here was, was you know, we wanted a managed offering um, that was, you know, again, we always sort of aim for the middle. Think, think. well, I don't know if you have Costco there, Andrew, but um, think Costco. You know, it's like they, they never have the worst item. They never have the best. They always have like a good one in the middle. And that was kind of where we were aiming. So it's a managed, uh, managed offering. It took us a really long time to get it out because not because the infrastructure behind it has always been great. So it's, it's Kubernetes. It's a managed database. It's super scalable. Uh, <clears throat> all of those wonderful things. It's not the bigger box method. So it's it's sort of like this dynamically scaling environment behind the scenes. But what we found is when we gave it to the beta testers, people would just blow up their own WordPress instances left, right, and center. And it was always the same thing. Like they would 
dumping a plugin that they read about on some random website. And then invariably that plugin would do something terrible to their WordPress installation and dump it. So we spent a lot of time working on, uh, you can manage users, you can manage plugins, you can manage restores and backups and there's oh themes all from within high level. And so, um, and we also have, uh, let's see, we have antivirus coming out. It already has caching and stuff. So we don't like, we're, there's no like, you know, there's no like extras on the top, I guess. So like we have Google's level one CDN in place. Um, so it should be smoking fast out of the gate. Um, there's no like hyperspeed add-ons or anything. Um, so the goal there was just to offer like a solid WordPress offering. Now, I'm not a WordPress expert. I feel really good about almost everything else, but WordPress is not my forte. So I'm, I'm, I, I can't speak to every nook and cranny of it, but the goal is to do a good job. And, and so far, I would say we've, we've gotten good feedback. Like, every, like everything we do when it's new, there'll be invariably be some problem or another. Um, but the good news is we have a very good team on that product and we're committed to continuing to move it forward until it's perfect. No, I appreciate if I understand, it. If I understand, to... Go ahead, Andrew. No, I was just saying we're kind of new to it, so we've not checked it out yet. We use SiteGround at the moment for kind of WordPress hosting. Cool. So I was just curious, is it kind of a replacement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, oh, and yeah. walk before you run. <laughs> so there's no, you don't have to move anything over of consequence. You don't have to move over anything at all. <laughs> you could just try it out. Um, I One thing I do think is pretty cool is our pricing model there. We have, we do have an unlimited plan. So, um, you know, at the, for the right people, I think we'll, there, there's, you know, we'll, we'll sort of blow the pricing out of the water. Um, but, uh, but again, you know, like what I always recommend with any of our features is if you're at all concerned, just test it <laughs> with something of no consequence to your, your revenue stream. Um, and then you can really sort of push the thing to the envelope and see, uh, what's going on. I do know we have some, some very large, uh, e-com folks that have recently moved over and their stuff is doing well. So, um, with, with that, I do know we can support some very heavy, heavy loads. I mean, I know that the, the, the Google CDN is a big deal, right? Because site speed is so important for local SEO yeah. and for conversion optimization. Um, have you compared to like WP Engine, SiteGround, um, some of these, these platforms that most of the agencies use today for the WordPress hosting? Yeah, I, 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 we have through our customers. So, you know, we, I mean... We well, so first of all, WP Engine we know because we have a relationship with Google and because they just blogged about it. Um, they're on Google Cloud just like we are, so we're all sort of sitting in the same spot. So um, I think that's um, you know that's that's that. And and honestly, we got early access to the Google CDN. I I just put out there that whatever we have access to, um, someone else will have access to. And in fact, I think at the end of the day, WordPress is it's kind of back to payments. It's sort of like corn to some extent. Um, it's the same product. And so our mission here is like, you know, there's no way we can't take what a WP Engine or a SiteGround or somebody and uh, offers and offer it at half the cost, essentially, because fundamentally that's 100% of the revenue. They're, they're looking for 80, 90% margins on that product. Um, if we get 40% margins on that product, I'll be thrilled. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think, you know, I, I hate to say like we're already there yet because I we have some very smart people on this call who have some very you know sort of uh, good use cases, a lot of experience, all of that. We don't have FTP access. I know that's a miss for us. It's coming out later this quarter, that kind of thing. But um, all in all, I would say we're probably shoulder to shoulder with those folks um, today um, for for ninety percent of people. And there's a mechanism to bring in existing. So they, they, if they tell oh, you, oh yeah, we have. Oh, sorry, yeah, we have a full import thing where you can export your current existing site. And import it over, and it automatically spins up the instance. That we give out staging URLs and stuff, so you can check the staging URLs. So you don't have to like cut over to you know cut from one site to another. You can test everything out before you cut over that kind of thing. So it's it's all just kind of sitting right there, ready for you. Very cool. And the beauty of it is, if you can keep all of your client stuff in high level, right? You've got their directory management on Yext. You've got their hosting, you know, through the system. You've got their their calendar, their marketing automation, all in one platform. That I mean, that's, that's really the idea. That's the, the idea. Yep, exactly. Right. And we have a WordPress plugin. We'll make that even, we'll go even deeper. And then also, don't worry, like WordPress will also end up getting in snapshotted, snapshotted. I'm not sure that's a word, but whatever, into snapshots at some point. So you'll even have things where you're like, well, I always have the same WordPress stuff. I'm like, no problem. Now in snapshots. So, you know, we'll, we'll do cool stuff like that too. Love it. Great, great question, Andrew. Glad we got to unpack that a little bit. Um, Roger Maves is asking, any thoughts on adding a, a support ticket system um yeah i don't know roger yes. if you want to unmute for a sec go ahead sean oh no we'll see what roger has to say what do you got for us roger 
Hold on, I wasn't ready to do that. <laughs> there you are. Anybody yeah. who asks a question, be ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I was just uh, trying to take it all in fast. <laughs> so, uh, Sorry, yeah. I'm like that. <laughs> yeah, it's another one of those things that I personally, for my business, have to pay, you know, another company for to, to use as support ticketing. And I think some businesses, uh, local business and stuff, would use that as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so. What, 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 this one's easy. I mean, we, we see this at 100 yards, right? So the answer to that is yes. It's just all about hiring and timing. So on our side as a company, we have, I think Varun mentioned this at the event, but we have 70 open recs for engineers right now. Um, we literally onboarded two new recruiters. So we had a recruiting team of three. We now have a recruiting team of five just dedicated to dev hiring. So that's five people who just wake up and scour Twitter and LinkedIn and um, try to find good engineers to bring on board. And, and we are uh, uh, doing this, but we just want to accelerate the pace. So really relative to that hiring, um, we'll have in that 70 will be the team that does that ticketing system. I would anticipate something like a kickoff of that in Q2 of next year. Um, oh, wow. And, nice. uh, and we'll de definitely do that. Because I do think that's something, like you said, where as an agency, you would use it. Your customers would use it for their internal teams. I, I just think it'd be, and I think we could do it in a really cool way where, again, you know, you look at most of the uh, products that we all use and they're just, you know, they go, they go crazy with the feature set, which they should, but you know, the ones we need or the ones our customers need are probably a lot lighter than that. So I think we've got a good, good grounds to do it. Cool. Thanks. Uh, let me just pipe up. This is James Hurst. Um, so Roger, I have a YouTube video that shows you how to build a support portal, a basic one with all native functionality. So you have a form, right? You upload documents, URL, then you put that into a workflow, custom fields, uh, yeah, he's, he, watch the video. It might it might be good enough for what you need? Yeah, Dave, I can you drop that. the link in, in in the comments here for for everybody that wants to see that? Sure. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll probably go steal James's ideas when we build our own. So you know, it's not a bad place to start. He has good ideas. Yeah, he does. R Roger, great question. I think Sean, that that I think it's it's a good time to kind of talk about the scope of the operation. You know, you guys aren't just like a startup software at this point. No, um, how many how, how yeah, many employees no, I, on the I, team? I'm always I'm always alone here in my little office. But yeah, there's uh, and I'm I'm the only person in uh, in, in Eugene here where I live. But yeah, we're uh, over 300 now, um, worldwide, and we'll continue to grow. Um, and these are all direct employees, so um, we don't uh, work with contractors, uh, you know, in any large contingent. In fact, we very proud to say we we. Uh, opened an India entity, legal entity earlier this year, rolled out benefits and, um, you know, medical insurance, dental insurance, all that stuff, and brought the whole team over from contractor status, um, finally to do that. Um, I was very proud. We've always hired direct there. We never worked with an outside party, but um, it was always weird because people would have to explain to the family, like, you know, well, well, I work for high level, you see, but really I'm a, you know, I actually file as an independent contractor. So we solved for that. That's great. Um, and yeah, so we're on, kind of on a hiring spree across the board. The other big places we're hiring um, is success and support. Um, we brought, brought on 13 more people this week in success, uh, and then we'll bring on uh, at least that many in support. Um, and those are always going to be our biggest teams, uh, just because, you know, as, as fun as the features are, um, and I love them, they're near to, near, dear to my heart, it's the support that I think really makes the, the difference at the end of the day. So we invest heavily in in our support and our success teams, just because when when you do come in and you do have that feature and it doesn't work the way you want it to, or you have a question or what have you, you know, we want to be there to help you. Um, and one of the ways that we do that, I think that's quite different, is we also have our Zoom room where you know you can jump in and actually talk to someone like this, <laughs> um, which I think is pretty unique uh, from a support perspective. And and you know it takes us a lot extra money to do that, but I think it's totally worth it um, at the end of the day to help make all of you successful. So good. Yeah. So guys, if you're, if you're on the outside here in high level and you're like, you know, what's this all about? You know, this isn't just a startup anymore. This is the number one software that agencies are using. They've got, they had a large infusion of capital and they're not just, Sean didn't just like take the money and run. Like he's reinvesting that in development, in support, which is just going to make this thing so much better in the years ahead because they're so quick to iterate. Um, all right. So Jenna is asking the question. I don't know if you want to unmute Jenna, but um, I'd love to dish my reputation management tool. Anything in the pipeline uh, for a review stream that's customizable beyond just Google and uh, Facebook? Uh, yeah, good question. 
I'm not sure if she's on still, gonna, but if you want to, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with. We definitely have that on the roadmap. If you look from from Level Up Day on the blog, it's actually on the blog. So let me let me stop talking about the blog. There's a link to it. Um, it's on the blog, and you can see what we're talking about here. But essentially, um, the answer is yes. We have a bunch of new things coming to uh, to reputation management. Um, so if that doesn't suit your needs, make sure you put it on the ideas list. Yeah, and they're great with the ideas list, guys. If you got something you really want, put it up there, and the, the user community will vote it up. Uh, and if it's an important feature, they'll they'll build it. Um, good question, Sebastian. I, I know you had a couple of questions, Sebastian. Are you still on with us, Sebastian Mueller? Thank you. Yes, I am. All right, go to it, man. Well, ask away. Um, trying to remember what all my questions were. I know one of them was just like calendar stuff. Um, we moved from calendar to Acuity a long time ago just because of feature set. Uh, one of the things we wanted to do is collect payments, not force payments, but allow payments uh, for bookings, and then also just make the display of uh, booking choices much better, basically. <laughs> so it's not like kind of calendar okay. focus. It's more like a you know, hey, what time slots are available in the next few days without having to click or choose a date or go too far out or anything like that? Sure. Have you have you met with a product manager for that team? Uh, no, I just got on a high level maybe a month ago. We've been focusing oh, on, on building. Well, there you go. Well, there's his there's his booking link. So grab a call with him. Um, perfect. And thank you. He, yeah. So you know, the cool thing about the calendar actually was it, it has been the bane of my existence for a very long time because I felt like it was kind of lagging behind. But if you look at the feature set that drops this quarter, from a use case perspective, it actually um, creates parity with almost every calendar out there. If you look at recurring appointments and group appointments and um, co uh, and being able to add guests and that kind of thing, the right. use case the use cases there get matched almost universally across the board. Um, but now, and now we can dig into some of the stuff you're talking about, which is alternative views, um, you know, and design changes, that kind of thing. So, awesome. but definitely meet with that product manager and do me a big favor, come with examples because we're a big fan of, uh, of, of taking other good ideas and putting them into yep. our app. Yeah, Sweet. I love them on the calendar now that I don't know if it's, you said it's out, out, but where somebody can say, I'm scheduled, I want to add, you know, my director of marketing to that meeting as well and have and them give the calendar invites simultaneously. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you know, there are interesting, I mean, we have a use, we have use cases internally and I, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but like I'll have my CFO and she'll want me to attend a meeting. And so she want, what she wants to do is create a booking link where if you book, it looks at my, my availability and your availability, right? And then you send it to somebody when they book, it books on both our calendars, but that time slot was open on both our calendars, right? Whereas right now, my, you know, my CFO wants me in a meeting. She has to pull up my stupid calendar, pull up the person's calendar, pull up her calendar. She has to coordinate it all. If you have the co-mingled um, concept there, you can just create a link that does it automatically. Very awesome. cool. Good, good question. Well, Sebastian, yeah, do you have anything else you wanted to ask? I can't remember. <laughs> all right. So there's it over here. Matt's asking, is there a plan to have multiple contact conversation or the ability to add CC from conversations? So we'll have CC and BCC for email this quarter. Um, I'm trying to think. Sean knows the plan. I know we have group conversations out there. I'm just trying to think if I've seen them or if I know. I really, I, I, I have to get back into ClickUp. I haven't, um, I haven't since the event, I've been just running still um, off the back of it. So I haven't gotten to ClickUp yet. I know what I, I know the things I want for Q4, like the, the, the email sync and that kind of thing. Um, but I'll have to look and see where uh, where that's at. But I do know that it is something that we are working on. Good question. Email sync in and of itself is going to be huge. Like I, I was oh, really I know. excited to know. Know. announced. Yeah, I, I mean, now we, can, now we can have a lot more parity with something like a HubSpot or a Salesforce. Uh, let's see, John oh, yeah. and Al saying- CCR this quarter for sure, Don. Okay, very cool. John and Al, are you on? Do you want to unmute for a sec? He's asking, he uses social pilot for all social media management. He posts to GMB, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, sure. Okay, go ahead. Hey, how are you, Sean? Good to see you, man. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, man. Doing fine. Yeah, so we we do a lot of social media management. We have about, I mean, we probably manage about over 100, 100 accounts or, or plus, you know, counting yeah, yeah. everything from Instagram and, and whatnot. And one of the issues we've been having with social pilot is that the accounts, once in a while, they get disconnected. And, and I'm sure a lot of people here on the call have, you know, that, have that experienced is, uh, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's not a, that, 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 
that's not their fault. So <laughs> um, the problem that we run into in life, right, is that that oftentimes, I mean, I don't know them specifically, but I'll just say, I, I understand that pain point. Um, the the issue we run into there is, and, and in fact, we talked to, we actually talked to Meta about this recently, is, you know, if if you connect a social account or any account to us, and then later on you change your password or they flag your account for some security issue or whatever, they just automatically disconnect all the all the apps as well. Okay, well, my, my question was besides that was, how robust would it be? I mean, if we were to, because we are comfortable with them and they, they do, you know, the reporting is not as bad as well. Like if you had to compare their, their service with, with your service, do you think it's wise to, I don't know, to switch over? Because like you said, well, it's better to have one platform. The eventual, the eventual answer is absolutely, right? Um, I have no clue who they are. And I don't know, I mean, there's a billion social media posting um, products. One thing I would encourage you to do, I just dropped Pooja's booking link in there. She's the product manager for social media posting. She's kind of a rock star actually. So um, there's no way she doesn't know the answer to that question. Um, but in general, that's exactly what we're driving at. So the, the real question is just, are we there today? Are we there? Are we not there? It, it's an incredibly robust solution. So there's nothing not robust about it. Now, is there a feature that we don't have that you need or something? That's really the only thing that would probably get in your way. Um, but because the answer, so the answer is, I don't, I don't know, because I don't know social pilot or frankly, any other social media product well, as well as you're going to know it. Um, but I would say that, you know, the, the, the flip side of all of these is I often think about, you know, what are you trying to actually solve for? And I get that you have sort of this existing flow, but you know, how does that work with, you know, like the uh, uploading CSVs and doing really expansive social media posting, sort of creating more of a recurring model, having a very high margin product there versus, you know, doing bespoke custom social media stuff and, you know, that kind of thing. One thing we don't have, like, I know we don't have recycling or something, which I think is up for either later this quarter or next. Um, but we're also going to be adding, um, uh, we're also working on AI uh, copywriting stuff for Q1. Um, and, and we're going to start with blog posts and social media posts. So, I mean, it, 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 the problem with all this now is it's reasonable to say we have features they don't have, they have features we don't have, but I have no idea. We think we've got a great product that you can create a lot of money off of. And really that's how we focus it. It's like, can we help you make a lot of revenue? Not, can we replicate every feature under the sun? Because that to me doesn't really matter. It matters, are you creating a scalable business that's got a high profit sure. margin? Not, do you have some XYZ feature? And, yeah, and what the are the accounts? And what what are the accounts right now that we could that we could schedule? Like, is is GMB in there? Instagram, Facebook, TikTok? Yeah, GMB was there first. GMB was there first. That was my that's my favorite. Um, Instagram is there. Facebook is there. Facebook groups is there. I don't know. Hold on. Um, to the help docs, I right. go. Um, but uh, uh, it's, TikTok comes out this quarter. Um, uh, here, I'm dropping that link. Go, you can go read. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and John, I, I would say that. it's just like just like the WordPress stuff. The Twitter is there, tested. I think. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so just test it out. Yeah, test it out with a couple of accounts. See, you want see account. how comfortable we does are. Does it do what yeah. you need, right? And if it does, great. If it doesn't, get with their tech support team. And yeah, say, yeah, hey, yeah. To do this. Or, 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 and, and if there's a missing feature, just go go talk to Pooja and say, hey, this is really important. And she can, and I know her, she'll say, oh, I already know that's important. It's on the roadmap. Here's the quarter it's coming out on. And then you can hang your hat on that quarter and come back. And then there's no limitation, Sean, there's no limitations, like in regards to like um, how many accounts we have, like if we have 200, like in regards to the fee, like there's no additional John, fee. John, John, this is what this is what makes us awesome. I'm sorry to toot my own horn, but you know we don't <laughs> we don't we don't, pl we don't play the game, man. I mean, this is where maybe the biggest reason you want to use us is like go find the features you don't need and realize like really ask yourself you got to live and die by those features because yeah, one thing I'm for sure of on everything we do is we'll save you a truckload of money. So yeah, we don't. Again, we're not. You have to, and this is how ultimately I think that we're going to help you dominate is. You know, all of you, if you use another product, got to realize something. They wake up every day and they think, all right, I have to make my venture capitalists happy. I have to make my private equity firms happy. I have to make my stockholders happy. I need, I'm a SaaS company. I'm held to the standard of 90 plus percent margins on this product. And if I get any less than that, I'm in trouble. I can't raise money. I can't, I can't keep the lights on and I'm going to go out of business. So everything here has to have a pricing scheme that really speaks to that, right? We don't have that pressure. So we were profitable. By the way, we did take P money. We were profitable before. We're profitable after. Um, and actually, um, a, a, a funny funny story there. Um, Josh said, oh, he's not using that money to take going on the run. We actually just sat in the bank account. We haven't spent a dollar of it. Um, all of the expansions being 
um, uh, done internally and being done profitably. We, we really brought in the PE guys mostly because of the fact that they came with some operating partners that had sold businesses um, and run businesses um, at the 100 million plus level, and we wanted their advice. So that's truly why we brought them in. And they're also minority shareholders, by the way, so they can't even tell me what to do if they want to. So haha, jokes on them. But you know what? They're pumped to be here because they want to be along for the ride. But this is the point. Our mission here is really simple. How can we give you a tool that you can go out and make money off of? Period. End of story. Because all these companies who sell software, whether it's to you or to your customers, they're making money off that deal. And all we're trying to do is disaggregate them and put you out there, create the revenue stream for you. And the way to do that on our end is we can't charge you per account or per social connection or per post or whatever the heck it is that they charge. We have to charge you in a different way. And so we've chosen to do that with you know really flat fees. And there are some exceptions. Don't get me wrong. Like WordPress costs more money because it costs us a lot more to do on the back end. But, we but I guarantee you, we've minimized it in every way that we can. And anytime we get a discount, we pass it on. And if we, if we make WordPress more efficient in the future, which we have plans to do, we'll lower the price even more. So honestly, that's kind of how we come at every day. Like, how can we make you more money? So that's my pitch. Awesome, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. So good. Yes, and it makes a lot of sense, Sean. I did not realize that. That's awesome that you guys are you're rolling. I, I want to be conscious of your time. It's 2.02. Um, Eastern time. I don't know if you've got. Oh a yeah, I'm, I'm late to my next call already, but that's cool. I just I love this. I love this group so much that um, I love hanging out with all of you. And and I think you guys are some of the most knowledgeable experts out there. And I will say I learn more from 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 Josh and this group than almost any other out there. Don't tell anybody. Um, but you guys are just exceptional A players. So I just appreciate you being so willing to take all of your time and just to share with me and help me learn because I I promise I take all this back to the to the product teams, to my CTO, to, to everybody on my team. And I say, hey, here's the here's the, here's the the real A plus word um, in the marketing space. So whatever we're hearing for our customers, let's listen to Josh's crowd because they are some amazing folks. So good, Sean. So thank you so much. This has been awesome. I know there's a ton of extra questions, but you've got to hop. So guys, uh, post All it right. in the group, tag Sean. He's pretty good at, at answering or somebody on the team will answer. Um, so I'll try and stick around here and answer the questions that I can. I know James Hurst is on here as well. Sean, thanks so much for being on here. Um, amazing. Great stuff. So the next question on my list here is from James Daniel. And James is asking, do you guys use this for Plumber SEO? And the emphatic answer is yes, right? I mean, I use this for seven-figure agency. I use it for our Plumber SEO marketing. Obviously, our whole ultimate agency funnel is built on that. And then every one of our clients gets set up as a sub-account inside of our high-level in a white label, which we call conversion amp. Um, and we set up smart forms, we set up live chat and we track the pipeline so we can help with them converting more of their leads into sales, right? Which is for me, why this all started, right? I wanted to make sure we weren't just generating leads for the clients. We were generating, generating leads that get turned into book jobs. And that's what this software does. And it gives us the ability to generate better, more tangible results. Um, and so if you're not already a user of high level, uh, if you go to sevenfigureagency.com slash High level, um, you can sign up through our affiliate link. Um, and then obviously when you sign up through our affiliate link, we can get you snapshots and other things um, to really help expedite this for you. Um, so Sean's gone. I know he was the he was the the draw for today's session, but I'd love to stick around if anybody has any specific questions that weren't addressed. Uh, Sean, I'm sorry you didn't get your, your uh, question answered here. Um, where's the central area we can get informational updates on these rollouts? Um, I'll try and find the answer to that. I don't know. Does anybody on the call know the answer? I'm sure that there's a live stream, you know, on the site somewhere where all of these updates are being pushed through as they, as um, they this, grow through. This is James on the upper right-hand side. When you're logged in, there's a kind of a latest and greatest, you know, notes, their YouTube channel. Basically Sean's always putting out these looms in the YouTube group. Those end up going on their YouTube channel. Uh, that's how I follow all the updates. Top, top right-hand corner. Mm-hmm. Amazing. James, thanks for being on here. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Any other, like, if you want to unmute and say, hey, I had a question I really like to know the answer to while we're still live, uh, put that in the comments. Otherwise. I, I had a question, Josh, if that's yes. all right. Yeah, please. Um, it's more for Josh or for uh, Sean, though, because it was about um, their phone system. Like, I'd love to see what their, what their plans were for their phone system on the back end. Like, I really love this uh, uh, voice over IP company called Jive that sold the log me in, but their dial plan editor is amazing. And I was curious if they would ever implement something like that in the future. 
James, do you know anything on that front? No, no, I have no idea. No, I don't. That's a good question. If you put it in the high-level support community, um, you will get an answer. Like tag Robin Alex or tag Sean, and you can get an answer to that. So on that, Don, like I know they plan on having an IR, IVR, but it would be awesome if they did like a drag-and-drop editor of like different uh, nodes and things within the IVR editor or within the IVR that you could say, hey, um, I want to do a custom config of my menu system. So I have an auto attendant. If they press one, they go to this conference room or if they, you know, and it could work inside of the workflow builder too. That would be amazing. It would be, it would be. Um, let's see. There was a question about where to get the recordings uh, of the sessions. If you go to levelup.highlevel.com, that'll take you to the place where you can access the, the recordings of the sessions um, from, the, from the Level Up Summit. They're $97, I believe, if anyone's wondering. Yeah, no brainer, right? It's very, 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 very reasonable. Yeah. Let's see. Any, anything else? Okay, Don's saying if you've got ideas, you can go to ideas.gohighlevel.com. That shows you what's been greenlit, what's in the works, um, what's still in play amazing and then i'll just drop this link one more time for those of you that wanted to get the the checklist for the seven figure agency ultimate agency funnel where i kind of walk through the steps in our funnel and how we get people to opt in schedule in show up pre-positioned to buy you go to sevenfigureagency.com slash funnel um, and again it's the it's the checklist for really implementing that type of funnel for your for your agency um, so again, sevenfigureagency.com slash funnel. Go there, you'll get access to it. And the visual looks like this, like all of the different steps, the retargeting and everything in between to get clients coming to you pre-positioned to buy. Um, so that is it for today. Sean, it was awesome as always. Uh, it was great to see you guys. Thanks for being on here live. If you have questions, make sure that you post those in the, the Digital Marketing Agency Success Group. We're there to answer them for you. Um, if you're members, I know a lot of you guys are requesting this. This is in the in the portal, right? We give you the snapshot. We give you like the step-by-step with me on video, walking you through every step of setting this up from the lead magnets to the, to the actual email sequences and everything in between. Um, and members, really excited to have James Hurst on the team, um, high-level rock star ninja Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Um, he's there to answer your questions, to kind of help you troubleshoot this and make sure that you've got this live and in the real world. So thank you. I appreciate all the positive feedback. Thanks, guys. James, thanks for being on here today. And uh, that's it for now. We'll talk to everybody soon. Yeah, see you guys.